This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Hello. Welcome. How's it going? You all right? Come on. You know you are. Look at that. Take it easy. Take another big slug of coffee. You'll be good to go. All right. Where do we begin? Really? Where? Seriously, where do we begin? Do we begin where the rest of the world begins with the political landscape? <sighs> no. Look, we're glad it's over. I mean, thank you, Jesus. The election is over. Right? Um, was it a landslide? Yeah. Yeah. Was it uh, bad for the Democrats? Yeah. Was it good for the Republicans? Yeah. Is it going to be good for the Libertarians and the Constitutionalists? Maybe. Is it going to be better overall? Maybe. We've got to hold all these Dingleberry's feet to their fire right now. No, okay, it was great. We appreciate it. We voted you out. We voted all those other dingles out because we got tired of them and they were doing zip. They were doing nothing but slapping us upside the head. So now go do something that we want you to do. Let's turn this boat around. At least let's stop it. Holy crap. At least let's just slow it down a little bit. Just a little bit. So we can, you know, grab a hold of the lines, get a good grip on things. Right now, we're kind of going out of control. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I do. So, thank you. Thank you. I mean, mercifully, mercifully, the elections are over. So, what do you do? Well, if you're in South Carolina and you are (laughs) Sticky Fingers Barbecue... Yeah, you tell people, hey, bring in those ugly roadside campaign signs and you get free food. Why isn't this done all over America? Tremendous idea. So if you're in the vicinity of uh, Sticky Fingers Barbecue, the Carolinas, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, roadside campaign sign, bring it in, free appetizer. Now, you know, their deal is you got to purchase other food. So, you know, I mean, somebody should outdo that and just say, you know, bring a sign, get a free order of fries, right? Something. But the restaurant uh, also wants to encourage people. Uh, this is their this is their disclaimer for you. Uh, listen, uh, we don't want you to steal the signs off property that doesn't belong to you. Additionally, uh, look. Don't put yourself in harm's way to bring us a sign. So if the campaign still want their signs back, 
they're gonna sticky fingers are gonna keep them for a couple weeks, and then after that, maybe they'll throw them on the fire. You can have campaign signed barbecue one day. Hey, sticky fingers, another great idea for you. You're welcome. Campaign signed barbecue. Pretty good idea, though, don't you think? Yeah, I think so too. And we're all tired of seeing them. And they were they went up fast. Some of them uh, went up fast at the end of last week. Boy, I tell you, I remember here in Texas, uh, I uh, was driving one road. I drive it, you know, two or three times a week. And one day, no signs. The next day, road up, man. Hundreds of signs along that road. They were all fired up. They were spending their last few pennies on election signs. So welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to participate, you can do so by dialing 1-888-900-3393. Plenty of live broadcasting on this radio station, this radio network today. Following this broadcast, Michael Pelka. Then you get a little reprieve. You get to hear the best of the Glenn Beck weekend broadcast. A little recap of the week from Glenn's broadcast. Then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. Hello. Hello. No need to go anywhere else. See, after Mike, you get the Glenn Beck weekend. A little recap of what's going on. That's a good time to do your chores. Leave the radio on, but do your chores around the house. Huh? That's right. I don't want to leave you a list of things to do. You know what needs to be done around the house. You do. You know what needs to be done. But go ahead and do it. The laundry started. If you haven't started the dishwasher yet, go ahead and start the dishwasher. Then you got some sweeping, some dusting. I mean, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I'll be happy to. And I, you know, I'll write a list up for you if you'd like. I'll publish a, a a list of house duties that'll get you through every week if you'd like. Just day to day cleaning. I might have to do that actually. I might have to do that. I might have to tweet or Facebook my daily chore list. <laughs> that will go over big in my house. But you may follow me on my Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook Jeffrey Fisher. And we may take care of that for you. Do daily cleaning chores. So do you love your wife? Do you love your girlfriend? Do you love your family? 72-year-old Jerry Canfield, married 37 years. Joanne had been suffering from dementia. Canfield placed his wife in a nursing home and spent mostly all his days with her. On Saturday, October 25th of this year, he brought his wife home. Neighbor said she was out of it, didn't even recognize anyone. Mr. Canefield dressed up in a suit, placed a dozen roses by his wife's bed, and then shot her in the head. He then drove to the police station and turned himself in. What would you do? We're hearing plenty of stories like this. People are doing it themselves. They're sick. I'm going to end my life. I don't want to go through it. This man couldn't take it anymore. I don't have the story in front of me, but uh, this reading this and, and telling you this story reminds me of the girl, right, that threw her baby off the bridge. She couldn't take it anymore. 
special needs, horrible, horrible. So if you have a family member that you're giving care to and you're feeling overwhelmed, there is a place. I don't know anything about this place. I just know that this was at the end of the story, and I thought, wow, that's a great idea. And if people need help, this is a good place to go. There is help out there for you if you're struggling. This particular place in this story is the Family Caregiver Alliance. According to this, they work with people all over the country, and their representatives come to your home and see what will help you the best. There's a phone number. I'll tweet it at Jeffy MRA, but it's 415-434-3388. That's in this story. Now, I've seen it, my folks, you know, with uh, it gets overwhelming. It gets tremendously overwhelming. So I understand, and I've seen how hard it gets. However, I don't think it's supposed to be up to you. I don't think it's supposed to be up to you. No, I think it's supposed to be up to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be up to somebody else. Not you. Now, Jerry will probably walk away from this. He loved his wife. He loved her. He couldn't see her in this type of pain. She didn't know where she was, what she was doing. You know, I mean, she was out of it. So most of the, you know, if I was on the jury, I would probably let Jerry go. I'd, you know, I would listen to the evidence, but I would probably let the man go. And they may not even charge him. They may send him back home. He's 72, go back home. And, you know, a month from now, if he shows up with his new girlfriend that's 30, maybe we go back and revisit the whole shooting your wife in the head thing. But unless that happens, barring barring the girlfriend showing up, I think Jerry will be okay. He just didn't couldn't see his wife anymore. Now, this story... I don't know that I'm going to I'm going to try to get through it because I actually read this story the other morning and uh I I about broke into tears so I may cry through this story too cuz this story ties into being you. You are not the one to decide. But these people are either going to have a special place in hell or it's a good argument to bring back Town Square and tie them. This is a big guy story, so you know we're in we're in the whole uh, Jeff Fisher show big guy section. I probably should have probably should have said that before I went into the Jerry shooting his wife in the head story. But this is a big guy section here. Okay, so by and I'll I'll give you I'll, I'll explain it to you. All right, uh, for you kids out there, uh, this is where the adults stay. Okay, and you kids go over there. Okay. You be quiet and go over there, or go upstairs, or go downstairs, just not here. Okay, because this is this is adults talking, and so this is a big guy story. All right, so if you if you got the little guys around, you might want to you know decide not to have them around. I remember when I was not part of the big guy stories in life, I would just hang out off to the side listen that may have tainted my view on a few things however i couldn't bring myself just to go away and not listen my kids i want them away just go away 
But, Dad, we want it. No. It's a big guy. It's a big guy. Go away. It's a big guy section. Chester County, Pennsylvania. District Attorney Tom Hogan. At the end of this, District Attorney Tom Hogan, which you rarely hear from a public servant, tells people to pray. I don't even know if I want to go into the details because now I'm reading ahead now, but this this story... Scotty McMillan, three-year-old, was found dead. You know what? I'll tweet the story uh, at Jeffy MRA, and uh, I'll put it up on my Facebook page. This, uh, I mean, it already was posted, I think, earlier in the week, but I'll do it again. Uh, for those of you listening to this broadcast and weren't looking at the time, so you don't have to go looking for it. Um, this little boy was really tortured by three people. Two for sure. And another woman who was in the house with a younger child, 11-month-old baby, uh, was there and did nothing. They laughed. She is in jail, uh, being held on $500,000 bail and being charged with child endangerment for not calling the police. Uh, In my mind, she's just as bad as the others because she did nothing for this little boy. They tortured this little boy over a three-day period. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. All right, welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This little boy really, this story really, really wants me to have Town Square again. And it's not my place. I know that. It's not my place. But it makes me want to have Town Square and just hang people by their toenails. And just be able to stone them. Walk by ever so often and throw a rock right at their face. Wait, that didn't sound good either. Maybe we just give them blood transfusion so they stay alive and then we just keep them in town square. We don't throw rocks at them, we just let them hang there in remembrance. That doesn't sound very nice either, does it? No, no it doesn't. And the neighbor uh, actually said, uh, I don't know if uh, they should be sentenced to death or not because they would probably suffer more in jail all their lives. That's a, a fairly good argument, but in the face of what they did, and there was a six-year-old boy in their care as well who is now in you know care of relatives, um, that boy is never going to be right. And what they did to this little boy is 
unconscionable. And as I said, the attorney general or the district attorney in Chester, Pennsylvania, uh, public official, he said, when you go to bed tonight, say a prayer for little Scotty McMillan. The brief nightmare that was, that was his life is over. So you do that tonight. I know, you know, it's been a while, but don't worry. They'll hear you. Because three-year-old Scotty McMillan. And I was okay. I'm okay reading this story. Almost. And I'm not even going into the details of what they did to him because I will, I will get angry and probably cry at the same time. Um, but then when you see his picture... <laughs> These, there is a special place in hell for these people. And I hope they go there very soon. Speaking of a special place in hell, we're good. Ebola, Texas, we're good, right? We're clear. All the people are home. The dog is safe. We spent the money, but everything's fine. We actually quarantined people in Texas. An amazing thought. And now we're good. It's gone, right? We're safe. Well, have you heard of the kissing bug? No? Well, it's coming. And it's coming your way. Chagas disease. Now, if you worried about Ebola, never mind. It's gone. The flu? Ah, get a shot. Yeah, I know a bunch of people die every year, but you'll be fine. Just get a shot. Do the nose thing. Spray it up your nose or do the needle shot. Be fine. If you're allergic, oh, you're allergic to eggs, you can't get the shot? Ooh, sorry. Ooh. Oh, well. (laughs) Can't help you. Wash your hands good, okay? Don't be around other people. A parasite infection can cause heart disease and death if not caught and treated early. Huh. It affects millions of people worldwide. Now, it mainly affects people in Latin America. However, now new research suggests it is increasingly being seen in the southern U.S. and poses an emerging potential public health threat for Americans. Once the parasite enters the bloodstream, it travels to the heart and settles there and damages the heart muscle. Up to 30% of infected people have chronic heart disorders and up to 10% get sick with other health problems, including digestive and neurological disorders. Chagas disease, which can also be spread through the blood supply from donors infected with the parasite, can be cured if caught early. I wonder how this disease is getting so prevalent in the United States if it only comes from... Oh, it comes from South America and Latin America and Mexico. Huh. Couldn't have anything to do with people crossing the border, could it? No. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher. Thank you for being here and listening on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to participate, 888-900-3393. That would be dialing 1-888-900-3393. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's just there for you. If you want to, do it. If you don't, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm here. We're here for you. And then you have Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast with Puro Pelka. Then Glenn Beck Weekend, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all day right here on the Blaze Radio Network. No need to go anywhere else. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. And don't forget, uh, next week, uh, Monday, a big show, uh, Mr. Glenn Beck, uh, you know, the man himself. Uh, putting out a big two-hour special uh, on uh, Blaze TV. Uh, I believe it's free. Uh, if it's not free, it's like a buck to sign up. And then, you know, cancel. Whatever. You know what I mean? Sign up, cancel. Right? But I'm pretty sure it's free. And uh, you sign up, and we don't want any information. Just watch the show. And uh, enjoy and find out uh, what Glenn's been doing and what uh, what his struggles were and what direction we're headed in. Because uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here at the Mercury Studios in Dallas, and uh, it's amazing. Uh, a lot of it is amazing. And some of the things that we've been through already in the last couple of years have been unbelievable. And there's still and there's a bunch of stuff going on in, in our New York studios, too. And we've got studios in Florida and Ohio. And, I mean, it's the, the blaze and Mercury is, you know, it's exciting times. Exciting times. So thank you for being here. And listening to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This from our drug file. <sighs> New York is in trouble, man. New York is in trouble. All right. Rikers Island. Investigators spent hundreds of hours reviewing security videos, conducting site visits, and performing undercover integrity tests. As part of these integrity tests, DOI undercover investigator posing as correction officer smuggled in a razor blade. Large quantities of heroin, marijuana, prescription narcotics at six facilities on Rikers Island. Specifically, the undercover investigator carried in on his person one plastic bag containing 250 glassine envelopes of heroin, one plastic bag containing 24 package strips of suboxone, which is, I know for those of you that don't know what suboxone is, a prescription opiate substitute for, you know, it's kind of like methadone. Two plastic bags containing a total weight of one half pound of marijuana, half a pound of pot. One sixteen ounce water bottle containing vodka, and one razor blade. So Rikers is in a little bit of trouble. A little bit of trouble. They successfully smuggled the contraband, carrying the marijuana and narcotics in his cargo pants, the alcohol in a water bottle. And they went right through the staff chest points at the other at six facilities on Rikers Island. Now I love how they make sure that they people ask what happened to the contraband. So they make sure they put in the story the contraband was immediately secured by DOI at the conclusion of these operations. Uh huh. But okay, we'll let that go. Uh, they estimate based on intelligence, and I use that word lightly, based on intelligence. Uh, that the DOC employees, the Department of Corrections employee, could make approximately $3,600 in courier fees for the amount of contraband smuggled during each operation. Hmm, That seems awful high, but I'll give it to you. 
and that the resale value inside of Rikers for the contraband in each instance totaled more than twenty two thousand. See, I, I okay. That's like the street value of the – they try to up the value of uh, we found – we just busted a shipload of marijuana. Street value of $18 billion. Well, okay. Thank you. But, you know, actually, but they're sneaking Cochran Man into the prison, into the jails. Uh, integrity tests also exposed inconsistent security procedures. For example, the magnetometers – that detect metal contraband on an individual that were set at different levels at different facilities. So the undercover investigator set off an alarm in one facility, but not another. Security personnel allowed the undercover investigator to walk into the facility after triggering the magnet. Ah, you triggered the magnetometer. Who cares? Go on in. Get out of here. And they didn't use the trans frisker wand properly to investigate after the belt went off. And it was like, ah, it's just the belt. Get out of here. Now, according to the story, they say now it's understandable why the jail had such a problem with drug trafficking and prison prisoners and guards. Yeah, okay. Now, as a result of the investigation, okay, Rikers claims they're going to make some changes. Are they? The City Department of Corrections has agreed to significantly enhance its security procedures, including the implementation for the first time of drug-sniffing dogs at staff entrances. The assignment of the Special Operations Division to oversee security at staff entrances and the consideration of upgrading. They're considering. They're not going to do it. They're just considering upgrading DOC search protocols to the standards employed by the Federal Transportation Security Admission. Ah, those work good, huh? Well, we, actually, they, we haven't had a problem, I guess. One thing they don't mention in this story at all is any kind of... Uh, medical help any kind of withdrawal cells because if you're not letting these drugs into these jails uh you're gonna have some pretty angry prisoners now you may say okay you know oh well they're in jail i got it i'm with you let them rot you did something bad go to jail but that's fine after they withdraw from all the drugs they've been doing. Because if you're still doing it, uh, it's not going to be fun at Rikers Island. So have fun. Good luck. God bless. Tremendous. More from our drug file. ACDC drummer. I love this story so much because when it first broke, this is the, when it first broke, you see the story. AC drummer Phil Rudd charged with two attempting to have two men killed. Oh, you think what? Phil Rudd, the ACDC drummer. And, I mean, it's a legend. They've got a picture of him handcuffed. Legendary hard rock band ACDC has been charged with attempting to have two men killed. The count was is called to procure the murder of two men. And he's also charged with threatening to kill and possession of methamphetamine and possession of cannabis. So he's got meth and pot. Nice. And he's threatening to kill people. And you think, holy crap. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's kind of, the guy's got a bunch of money. He's living in New Zealand. You know, do pretty much what he wants. It's comfortable. What's it to him? I mean, it's Phil Rudd. He's doing meth and smoking pot. Right? I mean, (laughs) they want to kill somebody. The neighbor, the one neighbor, uh... 
talked about him being a pretty good guy. And uh, he's a nice guy, always talks about anything, anything at all. And, uh, you know, he would ever so often, uh, you know, I'd see him next door mowing the old lady's lawn. So, you know, Phil's just getting high and mowing people's lawns in the neighborhood. Got nothing else to do. However, next day, the man police claimed ACDC drummer, Phil Rudd, tried to hire to kill two people, is pleased the charge of attempting to procure murder has been withdrawn against the rock star. Huh. So, I mean, it is a nothing. Now, Phil's attorney, I will say Phil may need to think about getting a new attorney. His attorney's name is Maybe. I don't know that I want my attorney's name Maybe. Maybe for sure. You know, absolutely. <laughs> Fact. Something other than maybe. But that's another, that's on the aside. So his attorney, Mr. Maybe, said I was advised by the Crown solicitor that he had reviewed the police file and the available evidence to support the charge of attempting to procure murder. He informed the view that there was insufficient evidence to justify that charge. He has now withdrawn the charge. Oh, nice. That's nice. So we just charged him. Now, Mr. Mr. Maybe said the charge should never have been laid. The Crown solicitor's opinion was not sought. The charge is now withdrawn. And he said his client had suffered unnecessary and extremely damaging publicity as a result of the widespread and sensational reporting of a very serious allegation. Now, that's a fact. So we'll see what happens. Now, he's still charged with, uh, you know, he had the meth and he had the pot. And he's charged with uh, threatening to kill. Stop it. Okay, you got the meth and you got the pot because you went in and arrested him for the procuring murder. So they'll just find him. Get out of here, Phil. Have a nice day. And that really does. I'm sure. Look. Look, it was one of two things, right? Uh, Phil, the one, the guy that he was talking to is gone and said it was, uh, never, you know, it's never happened. Uh, uh, some charges, his pal that he said that they originally said was going to hire him said, uh, look, uh, I'm out of here and, uh, have a nice day. The man questioned, uh, the man questioned whether any suggestion of a murder plot by Mr. Rudd, whom he considered a friend but had not spoken with since charges were laid yesterday, was simply hot air. He was leaving town this afternoon. Could not say when he would return. I'm out. Have a nice day. So we don't know how the charges were got up, were brought up on Phil. So what I think, seriously, one of two things, right? He's with this guy. Uh, he's under the influence of some sort of drug, right? Probably meth and or and meth and pot, you know, get up with the meth, get down with the pot, even it out a little bit. And uh, he says, man, I hate that guy. Really hate that guy. Wish somebody would kill him. Right. So it's taken out of con- Of course, it's completely taken out of con- He didn't mean that he was going to he wanted anybody to kill him. Uh, maybe and that would be considered drug talk, right? I mean, any of you that have ever been uh, any had any kind of under the influence talk, 
alcohol, any kind of drug under the influence talk, you know that it, uh, you know, you may say things from time to time that really aren't, that isn't true. And then, you know, when it's all said and done, it's the drug talking, right? It's not, it's not you talking. Or Phil's got a lot of money, right? And he's talking with his pal. And he says, you know, you know, Bill, if you were to kill that guy, I'll give you the money. Now, he doesn't really, he's not really saying go kill that guy. But he is telling his buddy, listen, if something happens to him and it's you that makes it happen, I'll give you the money. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Appreciate it. From uh, one more story from our drug file, quickly. Well, it's really not a drug file, but you know, it's, uh, I'm going to tie it in. It's ACDC. I did get uh, <laughs> uh, if you follow me on Twitter, Jeffy MRA. Uh, you can also uh, follow me on Facebook, Jeffrey Fisher. Uh, but I did, uh, someone, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Phil Rudd, uh, the ACDC drummer, uh, being in trouble. And, uh, according to, uh, this particular comment, uh, if the drummer is found guilty of murder, he'll need to decide if he wants the electric chair powered by AC or DC voltage. Thank you. So sad. So this from the drug file. We were just talking about this uh, off air last week that, uh, you know, groups that you'd like to see, and maybe we talked about it on this show too, groups that you'd like to see before, you know, before they go away, groups you've seen in concert, bands you'd like to see live. And, you know, the Stones, of course, are one of them, a classic, right? If you haven't seen the Stones yet, uh, you know, you got to see them, right? Well, they're on a tour now, uh, the uh, 14 on Fire tour. And uh, you think this is probably it, right? I mean, uh, Jagger is 71. Think of that. Think of that. Think of that. Mick Jagger is 71 years old. Holy crap. So if you haven't seen the Stones yet, you're probably missing your days. But they're on tour, so you still you still have a shot, although it might be over now because they just canceled their Melbourne gig, their Australia gig. They were supposed to... Uh, they were supposed to play at uh, Hanging Rock, and they canceled. I mean, they're refunding the money. You're done. Uh, he's under. He's got to rest his vocal cords. He has a uh, throat infection, so the Sydney November twelfth concert canceled. Done. Forget it. Have a nice day. And he needs to uh, recuperate. Right. So I don't know what their other dates are. I did go to RollingStones.com. I probably should have. Uh, so they're on. So you're, you might be done uh, seeing the seeing the stone. So sorry, sorry. 
Think of that, though. My gosh. The Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, 71. He's going to live to be 100. He's just not going to tour. Him and Keith Richards are just going to you know, shoot up for the next 30 years. <laughs> Another hour of Jeff Fisher Show coming up right around the corner. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, baby, how are you? Welcome to it. This is the Blaze Radio Network and the Jeff Fisher Show. Thank you for being here. You know... Did you catch Walking Dead last week? I know, I know, I know. I probably should just do a separate podcast so that we don't get into it on the show every week, but I can't help myself, okay? Can't help myself. Tremendous show. You should follow me on Twitter, Jeffy MRA. We tweet live through the whole thing. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I mean, the show, not the tweets. So I see the Walking Dead commandments uh, tweeted to me from uh, uh, last week. Uh, Never speak ill of the dead. Uh, keep quiet. And I think we should come up with our own because these commandments, they, I, I think we can come up with some better Walking Dead commandments. But this is what they have. Uh, one, never speak ill of the dead. Two, keep quiet during all episodes. Three, never miss an episode. Four, know every character's name. Eh, that's questionable. Never make other plans on Sunday. Turn cell phones off during show. How am I supposed to tweet? Uh, I, you know, I use cell phone and tablet. Hello, dual. They want you to use. They want you to be part of their online thing going on at the same time. I, I don't do that, but they want you to uh, watch a repeat episode to see if you missed anything. Eh, maybe uh, never call them zombies. Uh, never hide your love of the dead and infect others. See these. I think they're. They, we need to come up with our own commandments, our own Walking Dead commandments, because. So last week we were just uh, we were with what's her face at the hospital. See, I'm supposed to know everybody's character name. Beth, I know her name. Okay, I don't care. And this week we're going to be with the bus people, the short bus people traveling along, trying to go to Washington D.C. Good luck, God bless. It's amazing they're back in Atlanta. She's back in Atlanta at the hospital. They've traveled like what two miles? They've gone nowhere. Anyway, like they've, they've it's like they've walked in circles. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like they're walking dead. So last week, uh, we said it's gonna, we're going to – when they rolled Carol into on the gurney, the hospital, are, are we going to see that? No. We got This week, we're going to have to put up with the short bus people. And the week before that, Daryl comes out of the woods. We don't see who he brought out of the woods. I mean, what the heck? Walking dead? And this episode coming up is what the half – they're halfway through this season already, right? So we have another six episodes or whatever, another five or six episodes of this season. Are we going to take another break after this After this one? What the heck, Walking Dead? What the heck? That's all I'm saying. 
I don't care that it's a lot of work for you guys to produce stuff and it's expensive. You're doing all this stuff for our entertainment. I don't care. I want more. I want more. Okay? That's all I know. I just want more. You can quote me on that. Yes, I want more. And speaking of wanting more, how Americans spend their money. I read this last night. It's unbelievable. How Americans spend their money. Some of this is absolutely amazing. We spend $96 billion, $96 billion on beer. Think of that. We spend $550 million on pretzels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Over-the-counter teeth whiteners, $1.4 billion. Sinus treatments, $5.8 billion. Now, on this day, they have St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, they say that we spend $4.14 billion. But that's holidays, right? So Easter, we spend $16.8 billion. And Valentine's Day, we only spend $1.7 billion. People are pissed at Valentine's Day. Here's your flowers. Get out. But chocolate... See, Valentine's Day flowers, we spend $1.7 billion, but chocolate, we spend $16 billion a year on chocolate. So that's all for all those holidays, right? Yeah, got to be. Romance novels, $10 billion. We spend $11 billion on engagement and wedding rings. We spend four point two. billion billion dollars on perfume why do so many of us smell bad that's my question gambling 34.6 billion dollars coffee 11 billion dollars i do understand that 11 billion on coffee got me on that one tattoos how americans spend their money $2.3 billion on tattoos. But we only spend $66 million on tattoo removals. So if you like it or not, that's good. It's on there. Move on. We spend $500 million. $500 million on golf balls. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Girl Scout cookies. Take a guess. Girl Scout cookies. What do you think? Nope. $800 million. $800 million on Girl Scout cookies. Taxi derbies. $800 million. Americans spend $800 million on taxi derby. How many animals can we stuff? Don't answer that. Video games. $17 billion. We spend $65 billion, count it, $65 billion on soft drinks. Speaking of soft drinks, Coke Zero right here. I do have input on that, $65 billion for soft drinks. Bottled water, $11 billion. Oh, my gosh. 
And groceries alone. I mean, most people would think that soft drinks and bottled water are in the groceries. I guess not just unbelievable grocery groceries, which 478 billion dollars on groceries. Fast food, 117 billion dollars. Americans spend their money. 117 billion dollars on fast food. Professional sports, 25.4 billion dollars. Dollar store purchases. Thirty billion dollars, thirty billion dollars dollar store purchases. Now I got. Now is I'm, I'm gonna. They give links on this story, and I'll I'll tweet it out at Jeffy MRA today. And underneath all of these, they give where they get their stats from. Uh, and I'm gonna check some of these out because, oh, I mean, thirty billion on dollar store purchases. See, the dollar store. Everything is not a dollar. That's that's a that's a false advertising. Okay, everything is not just one dollar. There are the one dollar stores. Okay, there are the stores that sell everything for a dollar. Whatever's in the store, that product, one dollar. But the dollar stores, eh, that's a little false advertising. Jeff, we don't say everything's a dollar. That's just our name, Dollar Store General, okay? I got it. Thank you. Alternative medicine, $33.9 billion on alternative medicine. We spend $33.9 billion on alternative medicine, and we only spend $2.6 billion, $2.6 billion on toilet paper. Just let that soak in a little bit. Ringtones. This is worldwide. This I don't even know why they put this in there because everybody likes their little silly ringtones, I guess. All right, whatever. Ringtones, $5 billion. $5 billion on ringtones. That's worldwide, though. That's not just the United States. That's every ringtone dingleberry in the world. Baggage fees, this is an amazing fee right here, baggage fees. Baggage fees, $3.36 billion. Are you kidding me? Baggage fees? I'm not paying them anymore. This right here almost it makes me want almost criminal. Credit card late fees. Credit card late fees, $18 billion. Now it says, this doesn't say worldwide, this says how America, this is America. The U.S. spends money, $18 billion on credit card late fees. That's damn near criminal. Jeff, you signed the contract for the credit card. And if you can't make your payments on time, then they have the right. This is capitalism. This is how capitalism works. This is America. You made the contract with them. And if you can't make the payments on time, then they get to charge you extra for that. I know. I know that. I know that. But if the credit card companies are getting $18 billion on late fees, that's amazing. Now, I will say uh, that there, from time to time, uh, the credit card company, say, would charge you a late fee. 
And then, I don't know if they can do this anymore, but I have seen this happen before. I'm not saying it happened to me. I'm just saying I have seen it happen before in the past. Uh, that uh, you'd have a credit card and then uh, you'd have a limit. Say, whatever the limit, it doesn't matter. You'd have a limit. And then, uh, so you charge on it and you you have it and then you make a late payment or you miss a payment. So they charge you a a late payment fee plus what your payment is, plus you still owe what you owe What if if the payment is, more, you know, if you're not paying it off. And then they drop your limit because you were late or missed a payment, so your limit is lower. So they drop your limit, and with the late fees and what you've already charged, you're already over your limit. So then they're going to charge you an over-the-limit fee plus a late fee. That's criminal. That's criminal. I might as well borrow the money from Vinny down at the corner. Take a shot at him not breaking my arm. Vinny gets what? 10% in points. Lawn care, $40 billion. We spend $40 billion on lawn care. Holy crap. $40 billion on lawn care. $47 billion. $47 billion on child care. Wow. $47 billion on child care. That's amazing. Amazing. Think what you could do with $47 billion if you took care of your own kids. It's just a thought. I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. And we only spend, let's see, this is a good stat right here. This is really a good stat. We only spend $500 million. I mean, this is almost embarrassing. $500 million on Twinkies. God, we got to up that. I mean, we got, we're, only, we're not even spending a billion dollars on Twinkies. That's a little embarrassing. I mean, that's not even America. How can this? How can we even say we're America? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. So, Big Hero, Big Hero 6. My kids want to go see the silly movie. I'm going to have to end up taking the silly movie. Looks like it might be good. And Interstellar, I don't know that I could take Matthew McConaughey for three hours in his, you know, Lincoln Continental voice. We're flying off in space, so you can't go back. But we are going back. And it looks just three hours long, Interstellar. I know it looks good. You know, it kind of looks good. i I got to wait for some. I want someone that I really trust to tell me that it's worth seeing. Because I did get a, an email from uh, a person that I know. And, and I, appreciate, I appreciate the review. The review on Interstellar was a hell of a ride, but not a lot of fun. And at three hours, 
you feel like you've been to space and back. That doesn't win me over. I just want you to know that review right there doesn't make me want to see it. I know. I know because you, you think a hell of a ride would make you want to see it. But then it goes into not a lot of fun. You kind of lose, lose me right there. And then three hours, you're kind of losing me. And then you feel like you've been to space and back. Oh, you have lost me. So, I don't know. We'll see. My kids want me to take them to see the Big Hero 6. The Big Hero's beating. Looks like Big Hero's going to beat Interstellar. Who, I, you know, who knows? But I got to go see it, right? Got to go see it. It looks good. It looks like it could be funny. It might be a little bougie. I don't know. You never know. Could be. Could be a little bougie. Maybe. Maybe. A little bougie. Maybe. This from our health file. Sleep and weight gain. Sleep deprivation causes excess secretion of ghrelin. Okay? That's a hormone that increases appetite and decreased leptin, a substance that tells us to stop eating. It also lowers dopamine and serotonin levels that decreases comfort and satisfaction. So you need to sleep. Sleep deprivation is bad. Right? Right. You need to sleep. Everybody knows that. It's a part of health. It's part of the habits of health. It's part of the habits of health. So, if you can't sleep at home, you've got to have ways of sleeping at work, right? So, and, I mean, you don't want to get caught. If you're going to sleep at work, you can't get caught, right? So, according to a former uh, HR director, uh, if you're going to sleep at work, Got to get away with it, right? So here's a couple ideas for you to sleep at work. Lie down under your desk. (laughs) No one will ever notice that. (laughs) If someone finds you, pretend you're having computer problems. Uh What's going on? I don't know. My computer is making a snoring sound. Lean on one hand and put something in front of you so it looks like you're reading. Then just make sure you're not facing anyone. This is not going to go well if you're sleeping at work like that. Uh, If you want to settle a little bit more, put a pen in the other hand. Uh, If you get caught, you can pretend that you accidentally fell asleep. Uh Uh, Make it look like you're reaching down to grab something off the floor. Lean forward so you're face down on your desk. These could not be real. Let one arm hang off and put a piece of paper on the floor right below your hand. Uh-huh. Those this is this from a former HR director unnamed. Okay. These cannot be real. Nobody look. You know you sleep at work, right? No, don't don't look at me like you don't. Don't, don't do it. Don't look at me like you don't. You know you do. So why not make it part of your daily routine? And that way you can you know that it's part of your work schedule and people know that. Hey, look, it's one o'clock. That's when blank takes their nap. And you go off to your little corner and you take your little nap for ten or fifteen minutes and you're good, right? You don't have to hide it. You're not trying to cram yourself under a desk so it looks like your computer is snoring. You don't have to try to 
hide behind a book. You don't have to pretend like you're reaching for something. It's part of your daily routine and you get a nap in. And your boss thinks, oh my gosh, they're recharging to work harder for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a thought. What a thought. Much more to come on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. It is, it is. Thank you for being here. There is a phone number if you want to participate, but you know what? You don't have to. The number is 1-888-900-3393, but it's okay. It's there for you if you want it, but you don't have to use it. Nobody is forcing you, okay? Michael Pelka, his broadcast immediately following this show at 8 o'clock Eastern this morning, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network, Pure Opelka. Then we're going to give you a little Glenbeck Weekend, a little recap of the week on the Glenbeck Weekend Show, 9 to noon. Then Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs, all on the Blaze Radio Network, Saturday. And then weekdays. I mean, what? There's, why do you even, there's no, you shouldn't have to listen to anything else. And my gosh, that's why we, we've made this lineup for you. You've got Doc and Skip, right? Mornings. Weekdays, Monday through Friday. Glenn, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon. Buck, right? Hello, noon to 2. Jay, right? 2 to 5. And Pat and Stu, 5 to 7. <laughs> you need go nowhere else than the Blaze Radio Network. I mean, it's it's here for you, babe. And on Sundays, we give you a little David Barton. I mean, you know what? You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, listen, I know that it was a busy week, you know, the elections and everything. Oh, my gosh. I was so, I, you know, I hope, uh, I hope that you're as done with it as I am because now is the time. I mean, I know that, look, I can give you the highlights. If you, if you haven't heard them, you know, I can give you, I can give you the highlights of, of the election Tuesday, right? I mean, you got Tim Scott, first black senator ever elected. In the South, a Republican. Uh, first black Republican woman in the House, Mia Love, Utah. Tom Tillis beats Gay Hagan. Cory Gardner banned birth control and wins in Colorado. Joni Ernst wins in Iowa. Mark Pryor gone in Arkansas. Runoff in Louisiana between uh, Lando and Cassidy. Scott Brown loses to Shaheen. Scott Walker wins uh, governor race in Wisconsin. Rick Scott beats Charlie Crist. Right? Uh, you, you know. You know what it is. I mean, it was a, you know, a landslide for the GOP, the Republicans. And now, you know, the Republicans will come out and say the Tea Party has ruined the Republican Party. And the Democrats, of course, the president, you know, he hears everyone. He's everyone's president. He's not just the people. Who voted? He's not just their president. He's everyone's president. 
and he not only hears the people that voted, he hears the people that didn't vote. So it's all going to be okay. I mean, it's agonizing. It's just agonizing. So now is the time, you know, we need to hold their feet to the fire, make them work for us. And I saw Ted Cruz tweet yesterday out that, uh, you know, they shouldn't be choosing the attorney general uh, now with the lame duck uh, Democrats in office. They should wait until the new people take office. (laughs) Ted, Ted, you're so cute. You really are. I hope you run for president because you are a dreamer, my friend. You are a dreamer. If you think that. They're gonna wait. <laughs> oh, and puts to make their person go through the the firing line. Uh yeah, no, no, that's not gonna happen. It's just not. It's just not. And hopefully, Harry Reid will just shuffle off into the wind, and we'll be done. They all can just, as far as I'm concerned, they can all go shuffle off. Really, I had just about enough of all of them, but. All the, you know, Dingleberries, Anonymous, and all the rest of you that are, you know, clamoring for revolution. Uh, yeah, that sounds good, except where are you going to go? Uh, yeah, revolution is great. Uh-huh. Where are you going to go? I got it. Uh, no politicians, no borders, no countries, no rules. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk to ISIS about that. See how they feel about that. I mean, there's got to there's got to be some sort of law and order, and some sort of restraint, and some sort of uh, order in things. So you know, while revolution is wonderful, where are you going? Just going to throw it up into the wind and hope for the best, right? Let me know how that works out for you. Let me know how that works out for you. Okay. All right, we're coming up on the holidays. Smack dab into the holidays. Man, oh man, oh man. I mean, it is almost Thanksgiving, and then the next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas. I mean, we're already, my kids are already clamoring. It's going to be, you know, we're going to get the camera out, and we're going to place one camera over here, and we're going to place one camera over here, and we're catching Santa Claus this year. Okay, we, he, I'm going to record him. I'm going to record it. And if we just do it quietly, he won't know. And we're going to we're going to catch him. We're going to catch him on the digital camera that I've got. We're putting it right up there at the top, up there by the top of the stairway. If you guys put the Christmas tree right there, we'll be able to we'll be able to snap him when he comes through the fireplace. Okay, we're going to catch him. I mean, it's Christmas time in the city. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It just seems like it was Christmas a couple of days ago, doesn't it? Well, it wasn't. The U.S. Postal Service is going to help you out this year. Nice of them. There's a job I kind of, I, you know, I could be your postal, your postmaster general. I I should be your postmaster general. That's a job I could do. Okay. These guys, you're going to talk about a waste of money this place uh they're going to deliver packages on sundays in major cities and high volume areas during the holiday season 
Seven-day delivery will run from November 17th through Christmas Day. In response to anticipated growing demands, you think? The agency expects a 12% growth in its packages business this holiday season. 12%? That's it? Wow. Or in the range of about 450 million to 470 million packages. The Postal Service says demand for package services has grown as online retailers ship more products to their customers. Uh huh. Someday your Amazon package could be delivered by the USPS, but by taxi. Oh, it might not be delivered by the Postal Service, but by taxi. Uh huh. That taxi's going to be a drone. And we're going to just drop it off at the house. That's why you need to work those deals now, USPS. Okay? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even want to talk about how I, one One day we're saying we're not making any money. We're losing money. We're shutting down. We're not going to deliver on the weekends. Then we're going to work seven days a week. Then we're going to have special deliveries. Then we're going to have to do this. Oh. Anyway, your postal service is there for you. And by gosh, it's good to know. It's good to know. So when you want to spend $1,000 on mailing packages in a giant box, you can go to the U.S. Postal Service, and they'll do it for you. So the world's most valuable brands is not. The U.S. Postal Service, I'm betting, is not in the top 100. Forbes put out the world's most valuable brands list. So I'm looking at this thing, and some of them are, you know, some of them I believe. Oh, some of them I believe. Like, you know, the top three, think of this. The world's most valuable brands in the world. Top three. Apple, Microsoft, Google. Wow. Then you have Coca-Cola, IBM, McDonald's. Top six right there. Wow. General Electric. Samsung, Toyota, and get this number 10, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton is number 10 of the most powerful brands in the world, most valuable brands in the world. Wow. $29.9 a billion for Louis Vuitton. That's amazing. BMW, Cisco, Intel, Disney, Oracle, AT&T, Mercedes-Benz, Facebook, Facebook is 18th, 23.7 billion. And I got another, what did I do with it? Mark Zuckerberg. I love the Mark. Okay, Facebook is number 18th, and I have the Zuckerberg. Uh, I love, you know, on Facebook now, if you log in, it says, uh, let's see, let's go to Facebook and see what it says. Scroll up to the top. Uh, let's see if it's got it on here. Hey, Jeff, you can donate. Oh, I must have already logged in and said goodbye to it. It tells you that you can donate uh, to help Ebola, uh, Mark, and uh it says uh, it's a donate now button when you log in. And, uh, you know, it says uh, one of three charities, International Medical Corps, International Federation of Red Cross, and Red Crescent Societies, or Save the Children. Okay, so, you know, Zuckerberg's saying, hey, donate here, and we're going to help. And, and their Facebook is providing Internet and voice calling access to the aid workers in uh, Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. And uh, so, you know, I mean, Facebook, he's Zuckerberg, whether you like him or not, is, you know, putting his money where his mouth is. And I see, and this is just kind of fascinating that uh, somebody posts on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is giving everyone the ability to donate. But how much is Facebook donating? This seems just marketing to me one more time. 
Okay, then Zuckerberg replies. So Zuckerberg just replies to this post from Peppy Peppy Peppy, and his response is, "I personally donated twenty five million, and Facebook is spending millions more on providing internet connectivity in the affected regions." Then the next post is, "Mark just obliterated you." Okay, so now I you first see that. And you think, yeah, Mark did. You posted something on Facebook. He saw it. He's you know he gets sees all, you know all these posts pop up, and he faced you. I think this is the marketing ploy. This is the marketing ploy, right? It's not the donate now button. He really wants to help people and get money there. He wants to uh, wants to help, and he donated money. But this. Him respond the story on him responding to a post from Pepe Pepe Pepe. <laughs> right. Okay, I got it, Mark. You just happened to see the post from Pepe Pepe Pepe. Right. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. All right, all right. Uh, Opelka's coming up right after this show. And listen in, Pure Opelka and the rest of it on Blaze Radio Network. So as I'm telling you about Facebook being the 18th uh, uh, most valuable brand, and there's plenty, there's top 100, and there's some amazing companies on this list, and I'll, I'll tweet that out. I You heard uh, on the air, boop, boop, because I had the speaker on, because uh, during the break I was listening to a little Nat King Cole. And uh, hello, everybody, this is Nat King Cole. And, you know, classic Nat. And uh, I get what it is is someone asking me to uh, for a friend on Facebook, and as I'm talking, and I'm talking about Facebook, so it's kind of do 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 do, and I just confirm, yeah, okay, I want to be a friend. And then you hear boop boop, and this is, and he's, I get a message it says, "My name is Williams from Facebook Social Network Inc." And I was authorized to send you a request by the Facebook Mr. Zuckerberg CEO. I'm here to pass a vital information to you regarding your Facebook account. And I reply, really? What is the vital information? The Facebook organization are delighted to inform you that your names was luckily selected among the 20 luckily winners who won the sum of 600000 U.S. dollars on the Facebook online lottery. The promo was conducted by the Facebook officials in order to say a big thank you to all our users for making the Facebook social networking their ways of sending and receiving messages from their friends and family all over the world. Then he sends the same message again. Then he says, your name was selected by an automatic random machine all over the world. W-O-R-L, comma, which your Facebook username show up on number seventh from the 20 lucky listed names. So am here to know if you are ready to claim your winning prize. I want to reply, yes. Of course I am. I know as soon as I say yes, they're going to send a virus on this damn computer. It's going to be over. And then my identity is going to be stolen. And then I won't know who I am. I'll just be wandering the streets aimlessly, not knowing who I am because my identity is stolen. 
Oh, my gosh. That's horrific. I can't answer that. So be careful if you get a friend message from Williams that ends up being Williams Johnson. Might be a little issue. The new prince of Sire has trying to uh, get your information. That's all I'm saying. Be careful with that, okay? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRI. I'll update you on my Facebook woes from Williams Johnson. I promise you. I didn't even get to my Zuckerberg. There's a big story on him, too. I mean, he's everywhere. There's a big story. He answered some big Q&A. Thanks, Mark. And he's telling us that he wears the same. They ask him, how come? Hey, Mark, I look like you wear the same clothes every day, T-shirt. And he, and he doesn't blow them off. He says, yes, I do. I don't like to, I don't like to think about it. I think it's a tremendous idea. Has anybody told you that you look great today at all? Well, you do. You look fantastic. Seriously, you look great. I mean, are you going to wear that all day, though? What you're wearing right now? <laughs> okay. Okay. It looks good on you. <laughs> See you next week. Peace. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.